Welcome back, everybody, to the Comedy Castle podcast. Fun episode this week. Two huge interviews. Ian Bag, Jen Fulweiler. Two great interviews. Two very different comedians, different roads to where they got appearing here at our club. And uh, Ian being a, uh, as you'll hear me tell him during the interview, Amongst the staff, probably the most fun week of the year is Ian Bags Week. We just love watching Ian on stage. He's so great. And then Jen Fulweiler, who has become a sensation with books and uh, TikTok and talking about her family and her uh, conversion to Catholicism. It's a wonderful time. I did not know her before uh, I interviewed her. I did watch her stuff. I did some research. And, uh, again, I've said this before about this show. I could have talked to Jen all day. It was that good an interview. So, anyway, stick around for those. Let's tell you what's going on this week because it's a big week outside of it being Ian Bags week. It's a big week because we've got the Comedy Class Showcase, the 101 Beginner Comedy Showcase, Tuesday the 11th at 7.30 p.m., April 11th. Um, That's the beginner class of Bill Bouchart's. We get... I don't know how many people he gets, but he splits them between multiple days. He has a Saturday show. He has a Monday show. He has uh, a showcase last week. He's got a showcase this Tuesday. Maybe that's even tonight if you're listening to that. So that is Tuesday. And then I'm very proud to say the Advanced Comedy Class Showcase. Those are my guys and gals. And they've been working hard. That's Wednesday the 12th. And, uh, man, I got to tell you, I have got a sensational lineup. I put on Facebook today the best lineup I've ever had. And then former students seem to get a little pissed off about it. (laughs) Is it the best group? I think so, in a sense. I don't know. I mean, first of all, I'm not really keeping score. I think they're an excellent group of young comedians, even though some of these people are older people. They're still young comedians. They're new to comedy, and they do a great job. I was uh, describing it to a guy tonight. I I said, well, you know, uh, when I say it's the best, it's kind of like you go out and you get really good tacos, and you go, those are the best tacos I've ever had right there. You know, you ever say that to you about something food or, you know, that was the best concert I've ever seen? It's just the most recent one. That's the best one. The recent one, it's good. That's the the best. Stop splitting hairs about it. Come on. It's going to be a great show. That's 7.30 on April 12th, Wednesday night. Get your tickets over at ComedyCastle.com. And then for Ian Bag shows this week, uh, Friday, 7.15 and 9.45. Saturday at 7 and 9.30. And then Thursday, uh, the 13th, a very special fundraiser. The Jamie Daniels Foundation Comedy Night of Hope. If you're familiar with Detroit Red Wings announcer, Ken Daniels, this is uh, in memory of his child who passed away. Uh, I will not go into the details about the foundation, but it's a great, they're doing great work. You'll hear me and Ian talk about it on the show. Kind of even uh, maybe isn't as fun to talk about, but we talk about it because it's important. You can get tickets for that over on ComedyCastle.com. It is a more expensive ticket, but it is a charity show. It does include dinner. The doors are at 615 for that. Uh, the show begins at 745. So show up at 615 if you want dinner on Thursday night. And it's our regular show. Ian Bag, Nate Armbruster, Tyler Nissen. Got to be a great show. 
So come out for that one. Ian's the, and that's one of the things I talked to Ian about. In addition to this fundraiser, we talk about his style. It's a lot of crowd work. How did he come up with that? I ask all these questions. He tells me how, why he does it the way he does it. And he tells me about how he markets this style. How does he promote himself? It's social media. And he said something very smart in this interview. And I'm going to let you listen to it, and, and you can hear it for yourself. But he says, when I do these clips, it's cheaper than making a special. He says, you know, people aren't really watching an hour special. They're watching clips. The clips go viral. People share the clips. People don't share the special. Very smart stuff from Ian. And you'll hear us talk about uh, Toronto and, and my memories of going to Canada as a young man, maybe before I could drink in the United States, <laughs> we would go. So you'll hear that stuff with Ian. Tells us about his dogs. All kinds of fun stuff with Ian. And uh, and then we talk to Jen. So I'm just going to let these interview play one from another. I think they're both about 30 minutes in length. So if you're listening to this and you want to just listen to Jen, you go about 30 minutes ahead from where we're at right now and you'll hear Jen. And, you know, she tells us about going on tour and financing the whole thing herself, how she taped her most recent comedy special called The Naughty Corner, which you can watch on YouTube. And, and I watched and got a lot of really interesting observations from that. There's a priest there. She'll tell us about when nuns come to her show. It's really some fascinating things. And, you know, she's in Austin, too. So she tells us about what's going on with the new Joe Rogan Club in Austin. If you haven't heard of that. Yeah. Something. And uh, she has thoughts. She gives it to very, uh, you know, opinionated, but super smart. And uh, again, here's the thing about Jen, though. You know, that show. We're talking about dates and stuff here. That show's not until next Wednesday. It's actually the 19th that Jen is joining us at the Comedy Castle. It's one show at 7.30. Here's the deal. As I am speaking to you right now from my home studio, there are a few tickets remaining. They will not last long. In fact, I wanted Jen on the show early because I knew the tickets were going to sell out. I knew they wouldn't be around uh, by the time we get to, say, next Monday or Tuesday. So we're doing it now. We're talking to Jen now. Get your tickets. Uh, she's great. And uh, with that, I think we'll let this play. Two big interviews. We'll start you off. We'll take you out to California to speak to, I call him Canadian's number one comedian. Because <laughs> I said that to Jeff Leeson a few weeks ago. You'll hear that in there, too. We'll take you over to Ian Bag, and then we'll shoot down to Texas and talk to Miss Jen Fulweiler. And uh, two great interviews, two great comedians. Come out to the show, and I'll catch you after. All right? All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to welcome Ian Bag to the Comedy Castle Podcast. Ian, how are you? Hi, buddy. How you doing? <laughs> We're doing all right. It's exciting. Uh, every Ian Bag week at the Comedy Castle is a real big deal. I don't know if you know that. Oh, I'm sure it is. Everybody's just like, oh, here it comes. <laughs> here it comes. Let's meet Johnny to two left feet. Just let me kick my dogs out of here. They decided to come in as soon as they start talking. They're like, what are you talking to? Is somebody in there? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do look forward to coming there. Yeah. Well, the we Comedy Castle. Um, because all year people will ask, who do I come see? You know, I, I don't know, you know, or the, they'll walk in or they'll see somebody. I want to come back. Who should I see when I come back? And especially if they ask Dave, the manager, uh, Dave, uh, who, who's such a fan of yours. He goes, you got to come see Ian Bag. If you haven't seen Ian Bag, yes, Ian Bag. We all, you know, completely back him up on that. But you're, you are the guy we always mention. 
We're like, all right, Dave, calm it down. <laughs> calm it down, Dave. Come and see Dave Landau. <laughs> no, not Dave Landau. Dave, our manager, Dave. But anyway, no, that's what I meant. No, that's what I meant. I'm like, Dave, yeah. Dave, the manager is saying, come see Dave Landau. No, well, like, we, we like Dave Landau. Yeah, but you, I love Dave Landau. He's great. Michigan's own. Yeah. Why yeah, not? He's, he's so cranky. I love that. <laughs> But you uh, and also Dave, our manager. I don't know if you know this. He probably so many days. Dave, Dave, the manager is Canadian. Did you know that? Yes. Yeah. He pushes it on me. I was talking. To, <laughs> but he also he also whispers it. Don't tell anybody because uh, you know I'm uh, I'm under. You know they, they, we're very close and they get they get all upset when the Canadians come down here and take jobs from Americans. I'm like, okay, Dave. <laughs> Dave is what I call secretly Canadian. He is secretly Canadian. He's got so many secrets, and one of them yeah. is he's Canadian. He goes up, and he has the poutine on the other side of the border, <laughs> and then he comes back, and he just breathes on people. But you're not secretly Canadian because, you know, no. you, you talk about hockey. Uh, I think even the way you talk, it, it's Canadian. Yeah, it's Canadian. You know what's funny about it is my mom's Australian. Yeah, uh, My dad's Canadian. I grew up in the middle of nowhere in northern Canada, and I live in America. So I don't even Canadians are like, what's with your accent? It's a little <laughs> bit of a mess. So so I don't know. And then when I get excited, it comes out even more. Hmm. But it's yeah, it's, a, it's 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 got a touch of everything in it. I've had people from uh, from Ireland yell at me before. You're from Ireland. And then they'll tell me and then they'll tell me the village I'm from. I'm like, nope, not from there. Uh, I, I, I got to be honest with you. Would it would have been way easier for me being from Ireland to get a green card? <laughs> I had to work hard. To, I would have to work hard to get this Canadian oh, wow. down here. Um, yeah. In in Canada, do people identify? Because in America, I find that people uh, maybe don't necessarily identify as Americans. They say like like my family, we're Italian, and they're very proud of mm-hmm. being Italian. You know, Mexican mm-hmm. America is very proud of being Mexican. Oh, I'm Mexican. I'm this, but mm-hmm. very few people in Canada. I just feel like people say they're Canadian. Am I Mostly. wrong about that? Yeah. I think mostly people are are, uh, are happy that they got someplace. Like they come to Canada because you know it's it, it's not like a warm weather place. If you're going to Canada, you're leaving something, you're getting <laughs> behind, and you're pretty excited about it. Uh, they will talk about their homeland. They'll be like, we have a lot of Portuguese where I grew up. I grew up in a little logging, um, uh, uh, mining community. So, you know, it was a lot of first generations where English didn't have to be your strong suit, you know? So, uh, but yeah, everybody's, everybody's thrilled. We live here now and they like to brag about that they're from Canada, you know? We're Canadian. We live here. We love the rain. Uh, we've never had a good pair of shoes because the rain ruins them. They love that. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, you know, I spent uh, probably every summer as a little kid in Canada, at least for a little bit. Well, we'd go to Toronto. We'd go to Niagara Falls because from Detroit, those are pretty accessible places. Yeah. Well, and Niagara Falls is kind of a little bit of a, a, a haul to get to, right? A five-hour drive, maybe four and a half-hour drive, oh, that's it. something like that. You got to go. You got to go up the. You got to go up the. Uh, is it what? What? What is the highway that comes down from Toronto to you guys? That's four, not the four hundred one. Four hundred one or the four hundred. The four hundred three goes to Sarnia, and I think the four hundred one goes to Windsor. But oh, they both yeah. get you there. Yeah. 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 It's tough. Those are tough Canadian roads. <laughs> And then the other, the only other, you, you know, the, the, there's only one road that goes from uh, Vancouver all the way to Toronto, right? There's Highway 1. That's oh, is it. that what it is? Okay. And, yeah. And, and uh, Vancouver had a bunch of floods a couple of years ago and everything got shut down. Hmm. Like everything got shut down because they had floods because there was only one road coming through. I was just like, I hope the Chinese aren't watching this because <laughs> they figured out how to take us down. No problem. And I'm not talking about the Chinese that live in Canada. The Chinese that live in China. The Chinese, angry at yeah, the rest of the world. Yeah. And them and their balloons. Um, their balloons. <laughs> but I also spent 
my early, because this is the great thing about living on a border town. When we were 19, we could go to Windsor and drink. So I spent, you know, yeah. a couple of years throwing up over there before going through the tunnel. Oh, and, my God. Uh, that was fun. So would you guys would you guys just drink and drive home or, or would you much. actually take some? Well, no, that's, we knew. How do they not just bust you guys all at the border? Because we would, in the tunnel... Because it would take you a good hour to oh, get through the tunnel. Up. We'd sober up in the tunnel, and we'd pee in the tunnel, and we'd throw up in the tunnel, and then we'd come back uh, through the states. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I know. Funny. I know. I sound like a, I had a I had some child, but that's kind of what we did. I think with the pandemic, maybe that's changed. Maybe since nine eleven, that's changed with passport requirements and stuff. But that I was bet you hasn't. No, I bet you, you just you know. I, I bet you the same thing, except for you got your passport with you. That's yeah, I guess so. I guarantee it. But we had some great uh, places. So, I, I think that's so awesome that you could you could go across and drink earlier than you're supposed to drink in America. That's kind of it's kind of cool, right? That's kind of yeah. like kind of kind of yeah, kind of fun. It kind that's, of that's the best part in. about yeah. being under being underage is is sneaking the drinking, you know. Yeah. So, and the one of the hot spots that we would go to in Windsor was Don Sherry's. Oh yes, they used yeah. to have the old Don Cherries. Don Cherries in Windsor, yeah. Yeah, oh Fantastic. man, I can't believe they went broke. Well, they went, I all think the Americans people, coming over, getting yeah, all well, liquored up. Americans, uh, you know, with nine eleven and then the pandemic, people kind of stopped going. And Windsor's kind of not what it used to be as far as like a destination for Americans, which is uh, no, which I, is too bad. I'm going to be honest with you, Americans should go other places, but uh, <laughs> with Windsor, Windsor is a is a well, no, it, it was for a while because there was casinos in Windsor, yeah, but there wasn't true. in Detroit, absolutely, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then you guys, then you guys started getting casinos, mm-hmm. and then it got, Windsor stuck down again. So yeah. Windsor's got to get hookers, legal hookers. <laughs> they have that. They do. They do. No, they, well, they, have, they probably they probably have weed there first too, right? They probably. I don't know what the weed laws, but they have they have. Outcall is legal. Really? So not street prostitution, but I believe yeah, outcall massage is legal, I think. I'm gonna this is from mm-hmm. hearing these from people who've done it who are not yeah, me. Not you. Not you. Yeah. <laughs> not me. No. no I would never good, do such you're a good thing. guy. Yeah. <laughs> Try to be. And uh not, yeah. not you. Not you. You're like a good old fashioned go find them on the street. <laughs> <laughs> We do that You're in Toronto, gonna... but uh, <laughs> but yeah, and uh, and the strip clubs were were, were better. When you I... go, when you went to Toronto, did you ever go to the Brass Rail? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I went to the Brass Rail. We used Loved to just it. we used to stay at uh, when I was young. We would stay at whatever the college is there. They'd rent their dorm out. Yeah, yeah. In the summer, U-T. it was it was like seven bucks a night. Oh, love it! And the bathroom was down the hall. And you'd Love sleep it. in these little kind of bunk bed things. And it was like seven bucks a night. And you're like a block from Young Street. And Love we'd it. have the greatest time. Yeah, it was fantastic. That's so good. Yeah. Oh, my God. So good. Yeah. Oh, they ruined they ruined Toronto. Toronto oh. isn't the same. No, I agree with you. Yeah. You know, you know what happened? What happens is um, real estate becomes mm-hmm. a new industry, right? Yeah. In a city. And once it becomes an industry the city gets ruined yeah. because now they're just trying to build on top of everything and trying to make money off of, off of the real estate. Whereas before people were, were there, they're putting businesses up, mm-hmm. you know, mom and pop shops, strip clubs, yeah. comedy clubs, you know, like yeah. that little, little hotels and stuff. But once it becomes, you know, it becomes just this industry, it just, just destroys. It's weird how we do it as humans, right? Yeah. We just, 
we just we just mow things down and and i'm sure there's some people shut up bag blah 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 just because they made because they made money off it the people that make money off it don't don't care but the rest of us are like hey man remember that that used to be awesome it was i used to enjoy yeah. it you know again that was what we do as young people and now that you know you get a girlfriend or a wife and you go and it's you know an expensive mm-hmm. hotel and all these dinners and shows and yeah. the dollars. Yep, no more brass rail. Yeah, no more brass rail. No more brass rail because my goddamn wife. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us uh, what's been going on with you. I mean, uh, the touring. I think we saw you. Uh, I don't know if it was a year ago, a year and a half ago, a ago, something like yeah, that. Yeah. Well, I, I snuck in and I did the Kenny Daniels uh, yeah. event uh, yeah, for, for you guys, I think last summer it mm, was. Yeah. Um, and then I, I had to come in, I think around April last year and did my own weekend and, you know, things have been good. I've just been touring and, uh, the social media is building, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, the place has been selling out. So I'm hoping Detroit will come out and see me. I've been getting lots of, uh, requests when you come in Detroit and I'm like, oh, April, I will see you in April. You tell right them. after the right after the bunny comes. <laughs> right about, tell them as soon as it hits 70 degrees, I'm, I'm coming right to Detroit. Yeah, as soon as as soon as it gets there, then as soon as it warms up a little bit, and I don't yeah, because that's that's what's happening this week. So mm, I love yeah. it. That's it's going to be tough to get people in because they're like, we can go outside yeah. now. Yeah, our face doesn't hurt being inside. But yeah, you guys all, if you haven't seen Ian, well, the thing about you is that I know you get repeat business. I know people like to come see you, and they'll come the next night to see you. Yeah, because the show's that yeah. different. People, I I get uh, club club managers and stuff. They're like. We've had people, more people say back to back shows uh, this weekend than we ever have. And yeah, they want, they want to see, they want to see if it's different. You know, some <laughs> people want to see if the show's different. Some people already know it's going to be different. So yeah, they come back and they check it out again and they have a good time. I've had people come f- like five out of five shows. Really? Yeah. Wow. So I, I just like, oh, that's, that's I, I'm just like, don't tell me until the last night because, uh, <laughs> I get nervous. I'm like, I can't do anything that I did before. So Cause the it's one, just fun. Yeah. It's just fun because I have a conversation with the people and I still have, you know, uh, some set jokes in there that I, that I do every show. And then I kind of use them as um, checks on the, on the road mm-hmm. to the, on the show and just, you know, and then, then we just, we do anything, you know, it's, 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 it's not about, um, you know, it's a little bit of a chirp, but it's about people having fun because if you think about the best times you've ever have, it's sitting around with your friends yeah. and talking and somebody says something and then somebody else says something and it just kind of builds into this crazy, uh, crazy, like fun event. That's that's kind of how my show is. Yeah. Do you feel like there's sort of been a rise in, um, you know, especially with social media, like the, the heckler clips and the crowd work clips. And that seems to be what's hitting with comics. And, you know, we have guys um, come in and three camera shoots because they've got to get these social media clips. Has that affected you at all? Or, I mean, is that to your advantage now that that's the thing that's what's selling? Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I think, I think you should do, I think you should do your own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it just happens to be that I do, you know, I, I have a conversation with the crowd, so I always have new material. Um, I don't think you can just put anything out. It's got to make sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I was lucky enough that I found this kid that helps me out. Oh. And yes, I, I will be doing some of those three camera yeah, shoots okay. at some point yeah. because I think for comedians, it's way better than doing a special. Okay. Like a, a special mm-hmm. now, you, you know, and, and there's nothing special about it. First of all, every comedian does <laughs> yeah. it. 
right? I agree. Uh, and nothing against guys, but they're just not special. They're called an hour. You're doing mm-hmm. an hour. Yeah. They're not a special. Um, but they don't get the views. Whereas short clips can get the views, people can watch them at work, people don't get bored, they move on. And then if they enjoy you, they'll go find the longer sets, wow. right? Yeah. And, 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 you know, the lighting needs to be good, the sound mm. needs to be good, um, and, and a couple of views need to be good, but you don't, you, you don't need to spend $100,000 like they used to do on, do on them. Yeah. So, what's well, yeah. interesting? So, so it's just, you know, it's, yeah, it's just it's it's work, but but it's it's advertising. That's all yeah. it is about you. You're just advertising yourself. But so it's, it's a change so in the business, up, though, isn't it? Like a big change from no. when you started. No. Yeah. Well, yeah, but a big change in how you're advertising mm-hmm. yourself. But like, if 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 you're if you're just recording to find those crowd work clips or those 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 clips that that um that boom. Yeah you're advertising the wrong thing because they're going to come to your show, your show. And that's not what they're going to see. They're going to see, uh, 59 minutes of what you do. And then that one minute of, of that, that, that thing that you advertised. Right. Mm -hmm. So you got to advertise what you do and then you'll, you find your group, right? It just happens to work out that I do, I do 59 minutes of crowd work and one minute of material. That's that, you know, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I so. think that's a good. I think it's a good way to look at it. We we had uh, uh, Jeff Leeson at the club. Who, by the way, I'm going to apologize to you because I I had him on. I called him Canada's number one comedian, but I'm taking that Fuck title. That guy. I'm taking it from him and putting it on you. <laughs> I could give a shit. No, I, I, I was give a shit. I was kidding. Never even him. heard of him. Because I told him, I go, I go, you're Canada's number one comedian. He said, what am I talking? What are you talking about? And I said, let's, let's build you up. I said, until Ian comes on and then I'm going to give it to him. He said, please do. So <laughs> that's funny. Um, but, he, you know, uh, he does a lot of crowd work, too. And his thing was like, yeah, I just didn't, you know, people seem to enjoy it and they come every time because they think it's going to be different versus a lot of comedians. And uh, yeah, it's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the yeah, new way of doing things. That's, that's, uh, crowd work's just another it's just a, another like how you mm-hmm. do it like it's just another yeah. style of comedy like uh for me i don't enjoy watching a comedian that i can see that they sat at a table and wrote a joke mm-hmm. i enjoy watching comedians that i can tell they lived a part of the joke and then then they've embellished it mm-hmm. so like, has- that's the style that yeah. i like has that always? Did you start as a guy who was like really scripted and and all? The I jokes? started. Yeah. I started very. Uh, I was very a uh, one liner. I was mm-hmm. influenced by Stephen Wright when I started okay. out. I, was, uh, uh, I used to hang out with. Um, oh my god, so old of forgetting people. Uh, I used to hang out with <laughs> Mitch. Mitch. Uh, Mitch Hedberg. I used sure. to hang. We used to hang out, and we used to be, you know, very deadpan. And and my, you know, when you start out, you're influenced by people. And as you get, you do it for a little bit longer, you become your own person. And my own person was what I am now. Yeah. So, yeah. So you find that. You don't start out at no, the open I don't, mics. I, you, fi- you find yeah. me a person that, that. That, that's become, uh, a, that's become a comedian that's very successful and very themselves in the first four to five years of yeah. doing comedy. It doesn't happen. It takes, it's, it's, it, it's, it's, it's university and college all in one doing stand up. You have to, you know, you have to do the two year program, then you have to do the three year program, and then you become yourself. And um, some people don't don't ever get that, you know. So, 
Well, we like what you're doing. We're digging it, and uh, very serious. I mean, very serious. This podcast. I know. I got to We got to make it a little serious. I know. Well, you know, I'm a comic, and Look, I'm. I'm just because I'm going to. I'm going to sell some tickets. Just buy some tickets. <laughs> buy some tickets. Come see Ian. Just buy some tickets. He's going to. He's going to. He's going to make fun of a guy in the crowd, and the guy's going to jump on stage, and they're going to be a fist fight, and it's no, no. Be no, That's no, how the no, show no. goes. That's not going to happen. That's how the last five went. Ian, come on. I'm trying to sell tickets. I'm lying, but you don't know. don't don't come out to comedy if you're a pussy. <laughs> but I, no one, uh, you're you're a big guy. I, you can handle yourself if that ever did happen, right? Yeah, it's happened before. Yeah, you know, but it's it, yeah. it's I, I I it's funny. I was talking to Steph Tolov, and um, she just had something thrown at her, and I'm oh. like, every comic, every comic has had something thrown at them. Yeah. Every comic's been involved in something because we're dealing with crowds of people and who knows, you know, who knows what emotional state they're in and they've got to self-regulate and realize that maybe it's not time for them to go to something that can set them off or whatever. You know, we shouldn't, we shouldn't have to babysit, you know, people we you're going to a comedy club. There's going to be subjects that are going to be touched on that you don't enjoy. So if you can't handle certain top topics being touched on, don't go. Or do some research, research, and see what that person talks about. You know, it's yeah. it's, it's 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 quit quit blaming quit blaming us. And I, and I'm sorry that we're talking like this because <laughs> I don't I I just, I'm just like I, I and I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about other people. I I've I seem to have moved into this area that people want to come see what I do. They want to be involved in the show. Uh, they're excited if I talk to them during the show. They're 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 fine if I don't talk to them. Um, some people don't, they just want to see what happens. So they sit it further back where they can't be seen. Um, you know, some, some people, some people, you know, they, they want to be seen. So they sit up closer to the front so that I don't notice them. I don't know how it works, how I pick the people that yeah. I, I'm talking to. Like some people like, Oh, do you, 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 you look for a certain thing? No, I don't. Some, something just happens mm-hmm. that catches my eye. Like I've had people say, Hey, you talk to everybody, but us, why didn't you talk to us? And I'm just like, uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't, for whatever reason, I just didn't notice you, huh. you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's not, and it's not like that you have, you got to be sparkly or you got to be good looking or you got to be, it just might be the way you order a drink, the way you react to a joke, the way you, you are sitting. Like, I don't, I don't know what in my brain picks the person that I'm going to have a conversation with, oh, you know? That's, yeah. That's interesting. I, I, I guess, uh, uh, probably got to be who can you actually see or who you know maybe you hear somebody well, uh, yeah it, it, it's not always who you who you see because sometimes it's it's um hold on just a second my dog is being a dick henry shut the fuck up man weirdo i can we have three dogs we yeah. have three dogs and uh one of our dogs we found out front of our house on the beach. And he, you would never know <laughs> that he was homeless at one point because he is, he is the biggest princess <laughs> of all times. Like I need, I, I need that. He's always like, I need that. You need to give me that. Wow. I, I can't live without that. I'm like, you, <laughs> you were on the beach, <laughs> skin and bones. Like, how can you be hungry all the time? You know, it's very interesting. 
Well, they, Sorry, they adapt to the lifestyle you give them, Ian, and you clearly oh. treat your dogs well, so there you go. Oh, I, I treat them well, a little too well. Yeah, maybe. All right, we'll get out of here in a minute. Um, While we were asking this, I was talking to some of the guys on the crew the other day, and we were making bets. We had a little conversation. said, how many hockey fights you think Ian got in in his days playing? Back in the day when yeah, I played? Yeah, let's just settle the bet for us. Uh, I, I, I haven't, uh, I even got into a couple just playing noon hour hockey, which is stupid. <laughs> um, yeah, quite, quite a few. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I got, I got beaten a couple of times. Well, sure. But you're I, a big I, guy. I got, yeah. A big guy. Yeah. But I, I grew up with guys that were pretty tough men. So, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's just, it's just, I'm let's say, uh, too many. That's all. Many. Say. If okay. you're talking to my mom, my mom would say too many. <laughs> I do remember one where I jumped into the Prince George, uh, into, which is the other team. Yeah. I jumped into, I jumped into their bench and started oh, wow. fighting their bench. Yeah. Man. How stupid is that? I don't, I guess it's sad, stupid, but that's, that's when, a, that's when, you, that's when you get a lot of testosterone, <laughs> a lot of testosterone and not enough, not enough brains. Well, I mean, that's, at the time it seemed like a good idea. Uh, you had a purpose, I'm sure. There was uh, a reason. <laughs> when your when your balls need protection and your brain doesn't because because you got nothing up there and you're just nothing but balls. Oh well, that's my what, god, so stupid. Well, that's what Detroiters love, though. I mean, as a kid, I mean, growing up watching hockey in Detroit and with yeah, the, yeah. You know, Coaster and Probert and those guys and Darren yeah. McCarty and all the uh, guys fighting, it was best. great. It was the best. My, uh, I do a hockey podcast called Enjoying Orange yeah. Slices with Jeff and Ian. And my buddy Jeff, who does a podcast with me, played for Detroit at that time. Yeah. And he talks he talks about how tough those guys were. Yeah. We actually had we had uh, Dean Morton on the other day. Okay. And Dean Morton was uh, drafted by the Detroit Red Wings and played one NHL game and did a thousand games refereeing. Okay. And yeah, and he Jeff told me he was he was a guy that would just step up and just <laughs> nail people. He said he could he could change the whole flow of the game. It was pretty interesting. <laughs> then he became a referee. Wow, so, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Because I remember people used to go when I was a, a kid. I used to, I I'm old enough to have been to Olympia Stadium here in Detroit, and my dad would take me, and people would go for the fights. Yeah, the team wasn't go any good. It. Yeah, the team didn't get go good. for the well, yeah go for the rough and toughness. Right, I would go. Guys would throw beer. I was a little kid. A guy threw beer on me, and I told really? him, yeah, and I told my called a priest. <laughs> And I told my dad, I said, you going to do anything? You know, I was like four or five. I said, Daddy, you're going to you gonna do anything about this guy throwing beer on me? He goes, absolutely not. Let's get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> We've come to see the rough and tough, not be the rough and tough. Let's yeah. get the Well, uh, you know, I mean, you're, you're in. You're in a now oh as an God. adult, I get it because I can imagine these guys who do probably gotta, do, you do, do. you do a joke about that? Do you no, gotta, I don't, gotta, but I should. You right? got to I mean, talk about it if you want to know who I am. Well, you have to. <laughs> I, got, I got a beer thrown at me. <laughs> I got a when I was at Olympia. Five, I got a beer. At Olympia. Yeah, I got I got a beer thrown at me as a four year old kid and asked my dad if he was going to protect me, and he said no. That's the kind of, <laughs> he did. That's the, kind of, that's the kind of manliness that comes in from my family. I mean, so if you're expecting a fight, you'll be seeing me drive away. Because Olympia, <laughs> you could probably get in for like three bucks, and beer was like right? two bucks. And, uh, you know, the, the balcony at that stadium hung over the, the front. You know what I mean? Right. That, they don't really build stadiums like that. I think Chicago Stadium was like that, too. But yeah. Olympia, you know, so we were down low, and it was like a beer from uh, the rafters hit That's me. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, my Nuts. God. 
But yeah, we love going to hockey. My dad was. I a love huge that your dad was nuts that he t- nuts that he took a four or five oh, year old yeah. there. He used There's to gonna be his- fight. They're gonna be fighting and drinking. Get in the car. <laughs> tell you what. Tell you what. You weren't strapped in a child safety seat when you went. Not to at all, man. We had a great no, time. Not at all. He'd my Sitting dad in the back with a beer. Yeah, my dad would take us to all. We used to go to Tigers games and. There'd be guys doing coke in front of us. It's just wild. It's right in the seventies and eighties or something else. Can you imagine doing coke at a baseball game? <laughs> like there couldn't be more of a boring thing yeah. to do coke at. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, get to check yourself. It's not a concert, dude. No. All right, yeah. do a bunch of coke now. Just yeah. sit there and and get your piece of paper out and count <laughs> right. There's gonna be like weirdos. Yeah. He might steal second. <laughs> Let's do another bump. <laughs> Um, oh, yeah, that was that was how sports was, because, you know, now it's you almost can't afford to go to these games. Um, yeah. And if you can, okay, it's, it's the cheapest thing. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And so, yeah, we yeah, the, the stadiums to me have just gotten progressively worse anyway. They, they go to the I don't know if you've been to the uh, Little Caesars Arena and it's uh, not I my have favorite. not not my favorite. I have not. I, I do love I went last night to the Ducks and the Avalanche game yeah. and yeah the, the stadiums are pretty crazy now it's yeah. you know and they got to pay for them you know you just can't build that and not yeah. pay for it so yeah crazy well uh speaking of hockey let's mention that uh, the Thursday show is the uh, the Jamie Daniels Foundation comedy night of hope uh, your yeah uh, second year running doing that and that's Thursday night and there's a dinner. And you can get tickets on our website at ComedyCastle.com. But, uh, it's uh, it's that's, just one, right? Yeah, it's just the one show on Thursday. But if anyone wants uh, to come and support a really great cause, cause I, and I, I'll let you read it from the Comedy Castle website, but it's about uh, substance abuse amongst youth and uh, Jamie uh, Daniels. who's It's about protecting, it's yeah. about protecting our, our people that, that become uh, you know, addicted to things. We have, uh, we have a lot of substances out there that um are very addictive and you know it's it's not about judging people for going down the road it's about helping people get off and having a safe place and not being taken advantage of these predators that are out there that want to make money off these substances and 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 Ken and his family have stepped up after losing their loved one and yeah. say, and say, and said no more yeah, that's, and we need more people like that. Yeah, and I I lost a family member within uh, the last eighteen months to drugs. And uh, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, it I'm, sucks. Yeah, but, but I, but we we, yeah. we we can't we can't judge we can't we can't judge those people. You know, we, we the, the, yes, mistakes are made, things happen, but we have to say no more. It's 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 the it's. It, we need safe places for these people to get done and get finished with it. And society's huge. There's always going to be people that uh, end up in the ditch and we, we can't just say you're in the ditch. We got to, you know, if they want to get out of the ditch, we got to help them get out of the ditch. We got to have a place for them to be able to get out of the ditch. And, and it's not about making money off those people. It's about having a safe place, um, having safe people take care of them, uh, smart people, knowledgeable people, um, and and getting them back to be productive members of society that that help the next the next person that wants help. Yeah. So, yeah, it's great yeah. that you do that. I know uh, Jamie's a friend. Serious at times. I'm I, sorry. I, 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 I just, twice I've been, I talked about how, okay here's how you're gonna here's how you're gonna make your career and now now here's here's how we're gonna help society well, I'm not you? I'm not that it, it, you you know I, I, I'm a comedian but I I care about other you people do. too and I you know and 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 I love money, but sometimes mm-hmm. it's 
sometimes we got to realize it's not about the money. Yeah. It's about caring about the next person that's stuck on this rock and we're all just flying through space and <laughs> nobody knows what's going on, exactly, right? Exactly, yeah. It's so, just like, what the hell? <laughs> right. We help our people. So, we help dogs that have nowhere to go. And yeah. we help uh, whoever, even guys that throw beer on me at a hockey game. Yes, we, hope okay. we, we help people doing cocaine. <laughs> <at> a, <laughs> cocaine at the Tigers. Well, that's yeah, over now. Game. I'm sure that uh, hopefully they got help. Oh man, I, I'm sure. Well, that was that was when you could do it for three. The was, tickets were three bucks yeah, and Coke was three fifty. Yeah. Like now, no. <laughs> All right, Ian. Well, we'll get you out of here. We'll see you this weekend. It's going to be a great time. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you guys for having me. Thank As you for always. having me on the podcast. And it, and it's just going to be a fun weekend. Come out and have some laughs with us and escape from the world. Sounds great. Thanks, Ian. All right, bud. All right, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye, bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, on the phone right now, Jen Fulweiler. Welcome to the Comedy Castle podcast. How are you doing today? I am so excited to be here, and I cannot wait to be out there in person. It's going to be so much fun. Yes, I am talking to you. This is a little unusual. You're coming in on a Wednesday, and I'm talking to you about 10 days out because... I don't think there's going to be tickets if I interviewed you two days out or three days out. So that's why we're trying to get this in. So that's yes. good news for you, uh, which what's well, good news for everybody. Cause you know, yeah, work, it's so. going, Oh, it's going to be so much fun. And on a Wednesday, you know, I, yeah. I didn't know that people in your area, like they like to have a good time on a Wednesday. I appreciate okay. that. Well, we at the comedy castle, and, you know, especially Mark Ridley have figured that out in the last year or so. Or since the pandemic that, you know, if we bring these people in that have followings and they do one, you know, a Sunday or a Tuesday or a Wednesday, uh, they're going to sell the place out and everyone's going to have a great time. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it makes it much easier to bring in a different variety of comedians that we may like not normally bring in. And, um, you know, it brings different people to the club, which is terrific. You know, well, and I'll tell you, I always bring different people to the club because <laughs> I have I have six kids. And sometimes I'll say in my set, I'll say, OK, who's never been to a comedy club mm-hmm. before? And the whole room explodes. Yeah. So, uh, so I think it will be a different crowd. And um, I think one of the reasons weekdays work for me is because I bring the parents out okay. so often. You know, They've got four different soccer practices mm-hmm. and t-ball practices you know weekends are actually nuts for them mm-hmm. and so a lot of times they're like oh thank god you're coming on a wednesday like wait, that's actually an easier day for me to get out than a friday or saturday right and i, I speaking of this i was watching the naughty corner and yes. i saw one of the reaction shots was a priest yes so <laughs> I, I don't know if we can expect that uh coming up at the comedy <laughs> castle or not but um you know, you never know at my shows. So I converted to Catholicism. Mm-hmm. I was actually raised atheist. My parents were like, wow, how could we have gone so wrong? And so, but I converted to Catholicism. So I do get, you know, I get the Catholic fans come out. And uh, one time, well, I, I, have a, I have a friend who's a nun. And she said, I, I might come to your show at the comedy club. And I was like, oh, please don't. Please, like, no one's going to laugh. Like a nun sitting in the, I was like, you know, okay, I'll, I'll go to your convent. I'll do a show there. But like, we can't have a yeah. nun sitting in the front row of a comedy club. Yeah, we occasionally will have, we'll do a fundraiser that's affiliated with the church. And the pastor will be there. Now, some of these pastors are, you know. They're pretty rock and roll, some of these guys, you know, some of these churches. Oh, I was going to say, they'll run up your bar tab. Yeah, for sure. absolutely. <laughs> and, but we've had we've had nuns, and I know the comedians always that have to perform at these are always like, well, can I just do my thing? I'm like, well, 
It's not like you're going to their place and saying all these things. They're right. coming to your place. So. <laughs> right. That's yeah. true. Right. Yep. I think they know. I think they know. And that's, you know, these guys, they hear it all. They see it mm-hmm. all. So I think they're probably less yeah. shocked than, than some of the other people in the room. They've heard worse in confession. Than uh, no kidding, right? <laughs> the comedy stage. Well, right. I, you know, I was raised Catholic. I'm Italian. My oh, mom nice. was, yeah, nice. I was, my, my father, uh, my family's from Italy. My father was born in Italy. So really strict wow. Italian Roman Catholic. My mom is American, um, but, you know, they're very strict Catholic as well. Okay, so my mom was one of 11 kids. Oh, <gasps> yeah. Whoa, that's yeah. incredible. I know. And so I have this huge family. They had uh, literally no money. They, would t- they lived in a two-bedroom house. They grew up in a two-bedroom house, 11 kids. That's see that that's yeah. the kind of family planning I'm into. Just like have the kids it's, and you know worry about paying the bills later. And they they had no money. My oh. grandfather was oh. he was a Pennsylvania coal miner who got black lung. Oh my god! So he moved to Detroit to become a bus mechanic. Wow! <laughs> it was just this wild story. Wow! But the kids largely went on to be very successful. There's a millionaire businessmen, uncles that you know, own all kinds of stuff. And so everyone did well, you know, they, they made it out. Um, that's, in, that's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Well, and by the way, so you must have a lot of aunts and uncles. Oh, I do. Yeah. I forget. So, sorry, I forget how many cousins I have. I've actually lost track. Okay. Get yeah. this. So I am an only child and my husband's an only child and my dad was an only child. Oh, wow. So get, so my, my kids, they do not have uh, they don't have aunts and uncles. They don't have cousins. Oh, like I'll never be. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll never be an aunt. I mean, it's so crazy. So you just made all the cousins right there in right. the house. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we made our own squad. Exactly. Your extended family <laughs> is your family. It's the same yes. thing. It's yes, exactly. Extended. But, you know, nowadays <laughs> six is a lot, but maybe not when, you know, like I said, when my mom was born. Um, oh, and yeah, then, no, that would be a small family yeah. back in the day. My mom is she's from actually an Irish Catholic family okay. historically, yeah. also in Pennsylvania. So right. that, yeah, back, yeah. So back in that day, yeah, it would have been, that would have been not that big of a deal. Yeah. Western Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. That's, yeah. I, I, I hate to think, I, I guess I'm glad they moved to Detroit cause that's how I'm here, but, uh, I can't yeah, imagine. Yeah, I like how it all led up to you, to you <laughs> running this podcast and you working with the Comedy Castle. Like, it was, and, you know, your, your coal miner grandfather was like, honestly, it was worth yeah, it. Yeah, I think <laughs> I'm definitely the first generation to not do honest work in my family. Yeah. I honestly believe that. I do. I am too, actually. Do you? What was, did you <laughs> yeah. have a, a regular job before show business? I worked in high tech, uh, yeah, oh, okay. for a while. Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, I, I guess briefly I had an honest job and I was like, ah, this is, you know, really not for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I sort of went, I don't know what I, I went to college and was like, I'm going to keep going to college and become an educator. And then I was like, let me try this stand up thing for six months. Yeah, and 24 you, years later. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say it, it's addictive. It's like, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Now, so, do, do you have that self-sabotaging tendency that every comedian does like have you almost quit 50 times or just or, or are you uh, one of those the rare mentally strong kind i mean like, oh, I, i'm just meant to do this so for me i gave up touring to work at the comedy castle and then ended up teaching classes at the comedy castle and then podcasting so oh, i've so sort cool. of shifted away from like the road which yeah. um you know at the time that i quit which is about 10 years ago 
like all these clubs were closing in the Midwest and it was just a real bad, you know, economic times. And, yeah. Um, things have rebounded a lot, but it's I still sort of and people will ask me, they're like, why don't you come out and do these road gigs with me? And I'm like, no, I'm good. I'll stay. Yeah, at the, the road castle. will get yeah. in your head. Yeah, the yeah. road is where where it gets rough. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I read in your bio that you self-financed a tour or an oh, early tour geez. for you. How did that go? Okay, so what happened is, yeah, so I, I I was unrepresented and I wanted to do a tour. And so and I couldn't I couldn't get the comedy clubs to call me back because no one had ever heard of me. So I used my personal credit card and I booked theaters. Okay. I booked uh, 14 theaters all across the U.S. And I did, you know, and, and I did it on Monday, Tuesday nights because you can get theaters half yeah, right, price. Yeah, right. And so, I mean, we would have been in bankruptcy if I had not sold tickets. <laughs> and at the time, my six kids were homeschooled. And so I would bring a couple of them with me to each show to be the tour manager. They actually, <laughs> get this, they actually had the lighting rider. And my 12-year-old really? would walk up to the light guy with the <laughs> clipboard and say, all right, we need the 364B wow. uh, purple gels. Like when Jen <laughs> walks out on stage, they'd be like, what is going wow. on? Anyway, um. 12 of the 14 shows sold out. Wow. They all did really well. And uh, yeah, that, that really launched my career was taking wow. that massive, insane, absolutely crazy bet on myself. That's amazing. Yeah, that's something <laughs> that I listen. Jen's having success with it, but uh, the people that didn't have success will not be interviewed on this show. So I don't know where <laughs> right. you get yeah, their exactly. story. You go to Skid Row or something. I don't know where right. you get their It'll story. It'll be like a gritty Netflix documentary. Yeah. And it could have gone that way of like yes. this homeless woman here with her yeah. children who are begging for spare change. Like it started when she booked her own comedy tour. <laughs> so the kids uh, know you seeing what you're doing. Are they interested in following in uh, your footsteps a little bit behind the scenes in front of the camera? I any of that? Not really. And oddly enough, I have inspired my children to want to do honest work. <laughs> They're like, wait, can we be an accountant or a bookkeeper? Because they see how, you know, just all the ups and downs. And I'm a real drama queen about it, too. Yeah. So I think they're like, yeah, we, you know, I just I just want a nine to five. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I think that's fine for me. Yeah. Sometimes kids, it's it's you rebel against whatever your parents were. You, you want to be. <laughs> Yeah, maybe that's why you're Catholic because you were not raised that way. I, I read, right? That's that's. Oh yeah. That oh no. Yeah, I was raised. Yeah. I was raised atheist. Yeah, okay. yeah. And so, uh, yeah, th maybe that's like parenting for D chess. Like mm. you be, you know, a, a comedian travels around, <laughs> drinks too much, and your kids will be these straight laced, <laughs> nine to five responsible human beings. <laughs> And when you I've, I tell I tell parents that I had a bunch of stuff go viral on TikTok and uh, and I became like a, you know, a TikTok star with all this stuff going viral. And I said, you know, that's how you keep your kids off of TikTok. Other oh, yeah. people or other parents are like, I hope you didn't spend too much time on TikTok today. I'm like, have you spent enough time <laughs> liking and sharing and commenting on mommy's content? My kids hate that ad. It's yeah. more details. <laughs> so they they're on TikTok. They see mommy and they just log right off. I know they're like this. This thing sucks. My mom's face is always on there yelling about something. So yeah, they're like this. Like, give us another app, oh. any other app. They'll be back on MySpace just to avoid my content. Oh, good God, MySpace! You think about MySpace. You go, if we could just go back to that, it was so right. The there good was old no days. politics. It was just right. pictures of your lunch and like your right. cat, and that was it. <laughs> my top eight uh, friends. The years. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. So anyway, let's talk about drinking. You brought that up. 
Yes. Yes. Now, when you talk yeah, I've got to, the, I've got that Irish Catholic heritage <laughs> right. historically, well, yeah, so I, mean, I live oh, up to it. Believe me, my the, the I always that's a joke I'll do if I'm doing like a, an off night like a Sunday through Thursday, and I talk about where are the Catholics in the crowd, and I go, I see you, you're drinking, you're Catholic, it's a Thursday. You know, I always said that's a joke I'll make, but um, yeah, it definitely goes hand in hand. I don't think there's any question oh, about that. <laughs> and then moms, uh, I hear about moms who maybe didn't drink, and then they have children, and then they discover the joys of red wine. Am I right about that? Well, for me, I was an OG alcoholic. Oh. <laughs> so I was, no, I, I was... Uh, Gin and double gin and tonic, you know, that that sort of thing. In fact, I was telling a friend the other day, the way to feel amazing in your 40s is to be a raging alcoholic in your 20s. Mm. And then when you rein it in a little bit as you grow up, it's like, I actually feel amazing now in my 40s. Where it's <laughs> like I felt like trash in my 20s. So I was constantly partying and drinking and eating junk food. And I'm like, I, I don't complain about aches and pains and all that because I, I feel so much better what? than I did in my 20s. Well, that's a good that's a good way to look at it. I am too. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I, I was never a big drink. I don't know what I, I think my vice is just being lazy. That's a sin, I don't isn't know it? a lot of comedians who haven't struggled <laughs> with substances. You're a rare breed. That's amazing. Yeah. No, I that understand is- that. I'm with that, but I was always the guy, but that was actually good for me on the road because I could be the guy that would go out with the drunk headliner and I could drive. Like I could drive home after the gig or drive back to the hotel. Yeah. 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 Oh, that makes you invaluable. Yeah. Yeah, Here in the Austin comedy scene, everyone I know is either actively in addiction or sober. (laughs) (laughs) There's really not, not much in between there. So speaking of the Austin comedy scene has, has Rogan and that club, has that changed things? How, how What's going on there? Oh, it has changed yeah. everything. Yeah, it's it's been a really big deal. And what's interesting, too, is we now have three comedy clubs. The Vulcan Sunset Strip and then Rogan's Club are all within two blocks of each oh, other. Wow. So I think it's about to make Austin uh, kind of a comedy tourism town yeah. because you can take an Uber down to just one place, hit all these clubs. Mm-hmm. And then there's Cap City, which is my personal favorite. I'm biased. I have a yeah. recurring show there. So I love Cap City. And that's in a really beautiful, nice kind of high end part of town. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, you, you get it. Austin, I think, is about to really become a comedy tourism city. But yeah, the, the mothership changed everything. It's I mean, all their shows sell out in four minutes. I mean, it's insane. OK, well, that, I mean, good for them, although I I. I when I when I hear about his intentions with his club, I sort of I'm a little skeptical. I'm yeah, a little, well, I'm a little skeptical. it's very high minded <laughs> to say like, well, you know, if you get banned from another club, you just go play his club. And right. I mean, it's sort of like telling comics, hey, do whatever you want. You yeah, know, I will say yeah. the shows I've seen there are, are great. They're really good. Yeah. But I but I, I share your sentiment that you yeah. there, there is a crowd of people that confuse just saying insane and annoying things mm-hmm. with comedy. And yeah. it's like, yeah, okay, so that's not comedy. That's just being right. insane and annoying. Um, so far, I haven't seen that, but I agree. You want to watch that. You don't want to make the whole tenor of your club just, it, hey, you, know, you, you got mm-hmm. banned everywhere else. So we'll see how it goes. So far, so good, but, it, but I share your hesitation. Yeah, I think Joe's a smart guy, but I, I also kind of go, well, you know, if that's the – if that's the marketing tag for that, boy, who's coming in yeah. there? I, you know, I mean, as someone who works on the Comedy Castle staff, I don't think I want to be in charge of 
<laughs> policing the audience in a show where you can just kind of do whatever you want. I don't know. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, it can. I, I wouldn't be surprised if some some crazy stuff ends up happening yeah. there. But right now, it's a it's a really interesting vibe. Lines around the block every time they have a show for anything. And I will say the interior space is very cool it's very you can tell that a a comedy super fan designed this space it's it's designed to maximize the laughs and give that old school comedy club feel so uh it's definitely a cool physical space to be in well that's good i I think comedians doing more behind the scenes has really helped comedy i think that's a thing that i've noticed in the last decade or so is that a lot of the big sort of and that big, but even, you know, the regional corporate bookers, some of them was are out of business, the clubs that, you know, where the owner was never there because he was right. It was his, you know, fifth business or it was his tax write off. <laughs> A lot of those are gone. Yeah. Yeah. We had. The, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Well, we oh, have, I was just going to say touring around the country. I've seen um, it, it is interesting how the clubs where the owner is actively involved mm-hmm and cares and this is this is about something bigger than just getting people through the door mm-hmm. and getting them to sign their tabs and make money those clubs are thriving but yeah. like you said when i go to a club and it, it's clear that it, no one even knows they some of the staff hasn't even met the owner i mean they you yeah. know this guy yeah. doesn't care that those clubs you kind of get the feeling when you're there i don't know if this one's going to be around yeah. a whole lot longer you know <laughs> yeah i met so there was a Sort of the Comedy Castle rival, and Comedy Castle goes back to 1979, and oh, a wow. club that opened around the same time. So, sort of the original comedy boom uh, was this place called Chaplin's Comedy Club, and you know they've they've been out of business for probably almost a decade now. Um, but the widow of the owner stopped by our club this weekend. Oh, yeah, interesting. And so, you know, the manager came up to me, said, "Joel, you used to play Chaplin's Comedy Club." I said, "Yeah." They said, "Well." You know, the owner's wife is here. And I said, I don't really think I ever met the owner, but I'll say hi to his wife. So, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, and I, I didn't know what to say to her. I said, boy, you know, because, I, you know, he passed away and he was not a real high character guy. Um, but I just told her, you know, I had fun at your club, which I did. Yeah. But it also that club wow. could probably still be there if they weren't idiots about it. Right. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, I, I think that with any comedy club, the love of the art mm-hmm. has to really be there. Otherwise, you know, when fans show up, they'll feel it. They're booking people who they're not passionate about, who have, you know, who just aren't bringing a good product. And yeah, it's, it's just not going to last. But man, when you get a club, well, like like Mark Ridley's, yeah. you know, where the, the, there is a staff there that really cares and they love the art and they just want to bring great things to the local population oh that that club's going to be around forever and and it's they're just some of the most fun places in the world to be yeah yeah well fingers crossed because i mean like i said since the pandemic and we were closed in michigan and and i know you're from texas and um (laughs) the pandemic didn't happen there uh but in michigan was a very hard day in texas yeah it was a tough day our club was closed on two different occasions for a total of about 14 months Really? Yes, completely closed. Whoa. And then we operated wow. under, uh, uh, like, uh, what do you call it? Like, you know, capped attendance. We could only have half capacity shows when we actually did come back. Wow. And everyone had to wear a mask walking into the club. And you didn't have to wear it at your table. But if you went to the bathroom, you had to wear your mask. And it was, it was crazy times. And it was sort of like, you know, had... Had we not weathered that storm, we wouldn't see what we're seeing now, which is all these sellouts. But it was a really wild time. 
Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad you guys survived. I mean, you know, a lot of people didn't. And uh, I, but good things can come of it. Like Cap City, it was weird. They were, I think they were kind of going under a, a management change here in Austin right around the time the pandemic hit. Long story short, they moved to a new location and mm. they're thriving more than ever now. So I think in some cases it, you know, everyone's coming back even stronger than before. And that's what I've heard about Comedy Castle. I mean, when I tell people that I'm playing mm. there, no matter what city I'm in, they're like, oh, Comedy Castle, that's <laughs> huge. Like, yeah. oh, my God, they're incredible. So I am so looking forward to it. Yeah, and our the fans, I think, and, and you probably are seeing this, too. Uh, you know, like I said, we're doing like business that we've really I can't even remember doing at least the first quarter of the year here. Uh, it's that live entertainment. People want to go to live entertainment. Um, yeah. The movies kind of aren't what they used to be. And, right. you know, if you try to go to a concert, it's a million dollars. So people are right. really finding comedy to be yes. sort of this thing that's affordable and accessible. You know what else I think has changed it? I think I think people almost don't even realize how much TikTok has just yeah. changed the game of no, the right. way our society functions. And unlike movies, stand up is something that you can very easily share on TikTok and you know now Instagram Reels, Facebook does Reels, all that. You know you can't really share just like a movie trailer, mm. I and mean, that's not going to go viral. But stand up goes viral yeah. all the time. And what I'm seeing, even among my friends who never considered themselves comedy fans, suddenly in the past two, three years, they have comedians that they are now fans yeah. of because they see their clips on social media. And so I think that what I predict is that comedy, I mean, you're already seeing this comedy is coming back very strong. And I think it's only be going to become more and more dominant in the marketplace because clips are a very stand-up comedy clips are a very popular thing on social media, whereas other sorts of live entertainment don't yeah. they don't translate to social media very well. And so many of us comedians are seeing our ticket sales go way yeah. up as we post our stand-up comedy clips online. And but the the thing that gets me, and I understand that there is definitely that correlation now. But I was in my I sort of in the beginnings of it, maybe being a little bit skeptical of sort of how TikTok would. OK, but will people actually based on that buy a ticket? And we didn't you know, I didn't believe that maybe they would. But I've been proven wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's it's a slow I do think I mean, it's not overnight. It's not yeah. like you have one thing that gets a million views and then you're selling out shows. Mm -hmm. But I do see ever since I've been posting clips, my sales do have steadily gone up and up and it's not not an overnight you know doubling or anything like that mm -hmm. but i do think that that there is a correlation and what's interesting is i used to do other types of social media content yeah like humorous just sketches almost like a mini snl sketch or mm -hmm. something that did not translate to ticket really? sales okay. it, would, it would be crazy oh it was it drove me insane mm. that it was like um, I would, uh, you know, I'd have something that got went mega viral, like five million views while I had tickets on sale to a show. And I would sell literally like two extra tickets while it was going yeah. viral. It just wow. made me insane. Whereas with stand up, yeah. especially if you put a note in the caption like, hey, I'm coming to the comedy mm. castle, you know, check it out. Uh, you will see, you know, it, it might not be thousands, but I mean, you, you'll see an uptick there, which is really cool. That's good because, you know, I teach this comedy class. And my students ask me about social media and TikTok and where to put your videos and what to do. And I go, I don't have any experience with that. I need help. Right. So <laughs> yeah. you're helping yeah. for sure. I mean, that's definitely a thing that because uh, my my feeling with, you know, even YouTube and that is, hey, if you're starting out 
and you put up stuff that's not very good and that stuff sits around, it's only going to hurt you. You're right. Yeah, well, although, that's sort of the old although, that's the old school mentality. Yeah. Yeah, because I kind of feel like you know, one of the nice things about the algorithm, you know, everyone complains about the algorithm, but I kind of look at it like, I don't know, if I post up, a, if I post a clip that people aren't liking and it hardly gets any views, I'm like, all right, well, people didn't see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, what yeah. the algorithm just suppresses the things that people aren't into. And I always encourage people to just put it out there, especially if you have some years of experience. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not your first open mic. Maybe don't post that yeah. one. But if you have some years of experience, I I just feel like put it out there. And if people don't like it, the algorithm will kill it you know, and right. nobody will know. And uh, but, yeah, I mean, social media is a whole that's a whole mental game. You know, when yeah. you have something that you think is brilliant comedy mm-hmm. and it gets like it's just like your mom, you know, liking it and leaving a nice comment. It's like, oh, man, I yeah. want to quit. Like This is terrible. Well, you're making it happen, and before we go, I want to talk about your special, uh, The Naughty Corner, a little bit, because I watched this, and I thought the end of this, both the last bit, I don't want to ruin it, it's always, I always want to talk about comic specials, and you're not, I don't want you to do the bit here, because that's awkward, but you talked <laughs> about your dad passing away, which is something that happened to me, and, oh, wow. and it really, yeah, and just within, uh, it was about a year and a half ago. Oh, and wow. Without oh doing your bit or saying, I, my, my dad's last words to me were, you're a gentleman and a scholar. Oh, wow. Yeah. Poetic. And it really hit me with your bit uh, from your special and what he said. To you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And well, and what happened with that? And I, I mean, I can certainly say say this, that I, I, I can't remember actually how much detail I gave on this, mm-hmm. but that special was filmed on October 23rd and my dad died very suddenly on September 24th. Oh, wow. So it was okay. less than a month. And this yeah. was during that tour that I booked with my personal credit card. Oh, wow. Okay. And, yeah. Yeah. And so this was one of my self-funded shows. By the way, for that special, you see there were about a thousand people out mm-hmm. and be, the the theater wanted to charge me like $4,000 just for them to sell tickets. Mm-hmm. So I sold tickets myself. I had to put every seat and every row of that uh, theater into the ticket selling app by hand. I had to recreate <laughs> wow. their seat yeah. map. So I had to do all that myself. And anyway, the, the stress that I was under was yeah. enormous. And I thought about not talking about it, but I thought, you know, this is just kind of an elephant in the room. And so it felt a little risky. It obviously wasn't a bit I'd spent a lot of time on um, because, you know, my dad had just died. But yeah. uh, I was like, you know what? This uh, this special would feel inauthentic mm-hmm. if I didn't address this massive thing that happened in my yeah. life, you know, right before this came together. Yeah, and that really, you know, that's an experience people have had, and I had it recently. And boy, when I heard you say that, I was like, oh, I'm getting choked up watching comedy. What is this woman doing yeah. to me, Jen? <laughs> I, know. But, I, know. I was like, is this weird? Well, hopefully, it's not weird. But, but even better than that, and I and I'm not going to ruin your special. What happens after that at the very end of special, I thought was the coolest end to a comedy oh. special. I was really uh, touched by that, too. So, Well, that is so meaningful to me. That is really, really that meaningful. Was nice. Yeah. And, and by the way, I had to um, I had to film that in one take yeah. because oh, my wow. second show got cut because the theater because I sold my own tickets. The theater accidentally double booked a death metal band <laughs> to play at the exact same time. Wow as my special. So we had to move it around. And anyway, my, my second taping got cut 
So the naughty corner, which, you know, people can find on Amazon mm-hmm. or actually it's free on YouTube now yeah. too. Um, that was filmed in one take. Wow. Well, that's not how it's done usually, but great right. job. I wouldn't <laughs> yeah. have known from watching it. So well, Okay, good, good. That's good to know. Yeah. Boy, boy, that was a high pressure night. I bet. <laughs> well, you did it. You did great. And we're looking forward to you here. Like I said, and, and as I'm recording this. I know there's a handful of tickets, so please, if you're listening right now and you want to see Jen at the Comedy Castle, uh, hurry up and get your tickets because there's not many left. Yeah, and we're not just saying that because I say that no, for other yeah, shows. I'm, I'm like, I, you know, I've got one in a city that will be unnamed, <laughs> and I just sent out an email like, "Hurry and get your yeah. tickets; they're going fast." And I'm yeah. thinking like, yeah, there are only 340 left. So, <laughs> you know, but but it but at Comedy Castle. It is actually, um, it, we're actually serious. Yeah, very much so. And Jen, thank you for talking to me. It was a pleasure. I'll see you on your night and uh, we'll have a great time. I'm looking forward to it. I cannot wait. I am so excited. Thanks, Jen. Thank you. Right, bye-bye. Bye. Well, there you go, guys. Two great interviews. Thanks to Jen. Thanks to Ian for talking to me. I mean, come on. Those are great interviews. Easy interviews to do. Professional people, good representation. They got right back to me. I'm I'm only saying that because some weeks, like you heard last week, what I went through to get that interview. These ones were easy, and their phone sounded great. Didn't their phone sound good? Their phone sounded good. I like when phones sound good. <laughs> people ask, how come you don't do the uh, you know you know the webcam thing? And I go, well, because some people don't want to be on camera, and I can make it sound good if the phone sounds good. The phone sounded great. All right. So once again, come out, catch Ian this week. We've got the Comedy Showcases Tuesday, Wednesday. Comedy Night of Hope Thursday. Ian with four shows over Friday and Saturday. Jen Fulweiler next Wednesday night. Again, very few tickets for Jen. So get those. Get them soon. Get them now. You're probably sitting in the back, but just come out. There's no bad seats at the Comedy Castle. You know that if you go. You can sit in the back, have a good time. So just come. All right. Let's get out of here. I'm Joel Fragamani. Thanks for listening to the Comedy Castle Podcast. Good night. Mm-hmm.